0: Hey everyone, welcome to the 7th episode of The Illustrious Gentleman. Today, Scott and Ryan talk about their dream projects outside of comics. So what they would like to do if they didn't work in comics. Uh, there's a lot of talk about murder, travel, and uh, we just have a lot of fun. So this is a good one, and I hope you all enjoy, and we'll see you again uh, in a week or so. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm good, Wolfman Jack. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm good. I'm really good. Oh, so are the dogs. Oh. Fuck's sakes. Yeah. I'm recording. <laughs> right. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they, they don't know what to do with an Man, with, uh, I, oh. excited
0: Scott. Oh, I
1: nailed that opening and the dogs ruined it.
0: Yeah, because they're not used to seeing any excitement come out of your voice. They think they're going somewhere. <laughs> so anyways, uh, it's, terrible. It's, uh, yeah, so now it's only been a couple days since we last chatted with our new, uh, the new vigor we're attacking this with. Um, anything exciting happened in the last uh, two or three days?
1: In the last couple of days, um, uh, no, it was the weekend. We talked Friday. So yeah. Saturday and Sunday, you know, it was just. Typical, just awfulness being home yeah. with three small children.
0: Yeah, it doesn't get any better when you're home with three grown children, or not grown, but three older children. It's about the I would imagine.
1: Yeah, not the same. It, it. I guess it's it's different stuff, and there's less room because there are larger people. I'm not looking forward to that having three teenagers in the
0: house. No, I thought it was good, and I, you know, I thought it would be fun, and I mean, it is fun, and it is nice. Like on Saturday. They were all gone at one point. So I did have like a good six or seven hours all to myself on Saturday. Um, But still the lingering, you know, the fact that I had to go pick somebody up at 6 p.m. and pick someone else up at 7.30. And then my youngest son was in Phoenix. So how to coordinate how he got down to Phoenix and how he's getting back up to Flagstaff. Just the thoughts of things that I would have to do later in the night ruined those like six hours
1: I don't know Uh, if I could do that. Productivity. Your youngest was in Phoenix?
0: Yeah, he went down with a friend's, you know, friend's parents drove them down. They went to, like, a water park. Oh, that's okay, up. That's okay. Yeah, no, I mean, he didn't, yeah, he didn't, like, hitchhike down there or anything.
1: No, well, no, I, I, you're not that bad a parent. No, I mean. But his friend didn't drive him down there or something.
0: No, but my, you know, my middle son, his friend did drive them, like, down to Sedona, and they went for the day in Sedona, and they're a bunch of 16-year-olds. Um, so that was a little, that's always a little nerve wracking, but I mean, I did much worse than that when I was 16, so I got it. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. I, my wife accuses me of being a helicopter parent and that might be, yeah, that's probably pretty true. So I don't know how I would deal with something like that.
0: Yeah. I think it comes naturally and, uh, I don't know. I think it'll come, it'll come with time. You'll see as they get more independent, it gets a little easier Really, I mean, all it is is I don't want to see my teenage children, you know, make any mistakes. That could be life-altering. And that that's that's a reality when they're teenagers. That's not a reality when they're seven or eight.
1: I thought you were going to stop after, I don't want to see my teenage children.
0: See, because that, that's where I think I'm going to be
1: okay, is that my my desire to be away from my kids is going to trump my need to... You know sort of oversee everything they do
0: Right well I'm already sort of You know I only see my kids half the time uh, You know anyways So uh, I, I I'm full bore with them 100% for a week And then I don't see them for a week So it's, uh, it's, a, good, uh, All right. it's a good mix um, Alright
1: well nobody cares about our kids Right
0: so uh, I'm doing okay personally uh, uh, I had to deal with You know come to grips with something Like kind of last night at 2 in the morning Where I've been stressing about all the work I need to finish and the reality of our jobs that, you know, you only get paid based on what you produce. But, you know, I got to get paid. So, you know, trying to deal with that, like there's not enough time. I'm not using my time wisely enough for one thing, but then there's just not enough time for the amount of work I want to do and get done before I leave for Austin. So I spent the whole weekend kind of stressing about that, you know, you know, feeling guilty for every minute that I wasn't working snapping at my kids because I'm, you know, I'm mad at myself or whatever. Uh, so last night around one thirty or 2, as I was finishing up a page and posting a page of my webcomic that doesn't generate any income, really, you know, I just sort of realized, like, you know, I, you can't force this stuff.
1: Yeah, well, that's rewarding in other ways, though, right?
0: Right, that is. But I, I'm talking more about, like, uh, I'm just making myself miserable, constantly thinking about this stuff where... I just got to realize if something doesn't get done today, you know it'll get done tomorrow. I'll have to work, you know, on a weekend, or I'll ink some pages while I'm at the convention and get caught up. And uh, really, no matter what, you know, I, I'm I'm finishing pages to bill for a project that whether I bill for it on Wednesday, Saturday, or next Monday, it's all the same amount of money. It's all going to rent. It's all. It, none of it really matters. So I, you know, just got to stop beating myself up about it. I suppose.
1: Well, that's, yeah, that's never going to happen. No,
0: never going to happen. Um, but anyways, so that's kind of where I was at last night, which, you know, I felt better this morning when I woke up, uh, you know, didn't get much sleep, but I, I feel a little less stressed just making that kind of declaration to myself. So yeah, there we're at, and uh, I'm about to to crack my beer, but why don't we start with you as always? What are you drinking?
1: Uh, well, I had made my, uh, my drink here, I don't know, what time is it now? Probably about 40 minutes ago, I was going to clink the ice into the microphone here, but it's all melted. Okay, so. So, so I I don't know what this is. This is a, a TBD cocktail. This is the same thing I made last night.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah,
1: um, bourbon, orange juice, simple syrup. I added some bitters, though, and topped it off with a, a maraschino cherry. I looked up uh, those ingredients together on Google. There's a bunch of shit comes up uh, nothing in the same um, uh, the same measurements that I used right so I think um, we own this Um, and it's delicious actually it's it's a nice uh, it's light it's a nice um, it's a nice day drink option Um, so I'm going to christen this one the illustrious gentleman
0: oh there you go now I'm now I have to go out and buy what is it I have to buy orange juice and what else I wasn't paying attention.
1: Uh, no, uh, orange juice, bourbon, simple syrup, bitters, and a cherry.
0: All right, so I got to buy some simple syrup. Yeah. Can I get? Can I get? And, uh, can I get that at the Chevron down the street? You think?
1: Yeah, uh, maybe. I got mine at Walmart. Oh, Okay. Uh, yeah, I killed that old, old crow last night on the first one, so I actually use some quality bourbon on this one,
0: and I have not tried it yet, so I'm, oh.
1: I'm going to try it now. Just, just a sec.
0: All right. Well, while you're sipping it, uh, what what kind of bourbon is it?
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Buffalo Trace.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, you mentioned getting that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to crack my beer here. And uh, today I'm drinking a Nenkasa Brewing Company Dawn of the Red, which they call a red IPA, which I think is supposed to be a mix between an amber and an IPA they brewery out of Eugene, Oregon, where I spent a very memorable uh, 20 hours once when I was 19 or 18, hanging out at my friend's uh, burned down frat house that caught fire the week before I got there.
1: Wait, was what was the condition of this thing when you were in it then?
0: No, I it burned down. Oh, okay. So uh, I was going up to, we were going to do a whole trip up to Canada and stuff, basically so we could go drink. We were only 18. And he, go, he was going to the University of Oregon, and he's in a frat. And uh, when I arrived there, he said, oh, the frat house caught fire like two days ago. And they can't live in it because of insurance reasons and all that shit. Um, so they were up at a – put them all up at a hotel right across the, the way. So, But everything else was still available. Like the kitchen was still stocked and all that. So it was like the best of every world where – you know, I could go in and we could get like they had soda dispensers in there, and they had the fridge was loaded with like milk and cereal and food. Uh, but I didn't have to sleep in any frat house. I got to sleep in a hotel, but eat all the frat house food. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, reminded me of uh, like what the students at in Mrs. Garrett's house must have been like on Facts of Life where they could just go down and get like <laughs> get like fountain soda and like fountain milk whenever they wanted chocolate milk, soft serve ice cream. It was great. Yeah, that's my Eugene story. But uh, so this brewer, this brewer is out of there. Let's see. I got a very short, well, kind of short thing from the Beer Advocate. So their score is eighty-seven, you know, out of a hundred. It's supposed to be good. This is my first one, ha- first time having this uh, Dawn of the Red. Kobold left a, a very uh, entertaining review on Beer Advocate for this beer, and I'm going to read part of it. All right, look. Bleached slice of wormwood cut from a falling cloud floats atop <laughs> floats atop an eerily transparent orange pico body refusing to remain in a single spectral category. Smell. A verdant green branch oozing luscious, sunny, sticky sap swung by a juice stained peddler of grapefruits. Disturbed by our own intrusion, his cart tips over, spilling caramelized peaches and a mosaic of nearly ripe ripe, and exceedingly ripe strawberries. Uh, if you want to read the rest of his nonsense, uh, that's the Kobold is the username uh, on Beer Advocate. I think a lot of these guys are just fucking with everybody.
1: Does uh, uh, Are you able to see how many reviews they've written? Like, is there uh, like a number next to their username or whatever? Uh,
0: this guy had like 999 stars, but I don't know if that means... I don't know if that means that's how many reviews or if that's how many people have liked his review. Uh,
1: yeah, that kind of sounds like they found his review helpful or they liked it or whatever. I'm sure 90% of those are sarcastic likes.
0: Sure. But, you know, I mean, for these guys, that's like they you know, for a lot of guys, like drinking beer is like their only social activity. You know, they work nine to five, you know, pushing pencils or whatever, and then they go home and they drink. You know their beer and. and Did you and,
1: say pushing pencils?
0: Yeah. What was? Oh, pushing paper. Is that the term?
1: Pushing paper? No, I, I I don't know. I can't imagine anybody actually doing that for a living though.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's do a t- pencil
1: pusher. That sounds like a thing. Yeah,
0: pencil pusher. That's what I meant.
1: What what is? Okay. I'm gonna have to write that down. I need to figure out what the the origin of that term is. If there was. Somebody around the turn of the century that worked in a pencil factory that was the actual pencil pusher.
0: Yeah, just had wheelbarrows full of pencils. At the... No,
1: like pushing pencils, like on a table, like a pile of pencils. He would just push them.
0: All right, well that's fascinating. This beer is pretty good. It it it's not quite as bitter. It's definitely not a regular IPA. So it's like a mix between an amber and an IPA. It's good. I like it. It's seven percent. So it's uh it's it's a good beer I think so far.
1: You think if a pencil pusher used a wheelbarrow, he'd be pushing the envelope too?
0: That's right. Pushing the envelopes, pushing the pencils. Hard, hard day of work. Yeah, oh,
1: that's also the uh, the other sci-fi Chris Evans movie you like, Push.
0: Push, yeah. All right, we don't need to get back into this. Uh, I think that the, the less we we refer to the previous episode, <laughs> the better. Here. Okay, so uh, today's topic was actually your. Well, your your idea based on a, an email that I incorrectly wrote or worded. Um,
1: no, no, I just interpreted it wrong. That's okay. All.
0: Well, that's fine. So I, I like it. It's uh, dream jobs outside of comics, and I like the fact that it it kind of assumes that comics are our dream job, which I just don't know if I'm cut out to do much else. Does that really? Does that make something your dream job? Like just because you're, it's the only thing you can do. So is this the one you settled for then? Uh, at this point in my life, it's the only one that fits my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if I was living, you know, my kids are out of school and it's just me and my wife and I'm living wherever her job is and I get offered, I don't know, to bartend, that would be my dream job at that point, I think. Uh, okay. But who, so you, you
1: wouldn't leave to be a cashier at Target?
0: Oh, I... I I could see myself leaving comics to be a cashier target at some point, but you know, that's, it's neither here nor there because what I chose is my dream job outside of comics. is something I could do. Uh, I just got to make an effort to do it, but it's something I can do while I'm in comics because much like comics, it it's not going to be very lucrative, but, uh, let's start out with you. I want to drink some more of this beer. So why don't you go first?
1: Okay. <laughs> so I guess I went back to, um, I'm going to start. So I tried to think back to what I wanted to do when I was a kid before I got it into my head that I wanted to do comics. I'm trying to go back to a time when I thought something differently. I can't really come up with anything. Um, I'm sure, I mean, every kid wants to be like a firefighter or a police officer or something. Um, You know, after I saw... Gross point blank. I briefly considered becoming a hitman. Yeah, but
0: when I watched that movie, there's that line in the movie where he says uh, yeah. he had a uh, a flexible conscience, I guess. And uh, I looked at my and my ex wife <laughs> at that point. I looked at my ex wife, and she looked right at me, and we both we both look we both are like that's you, like that's me. I think I don't think I would have any trouble killing complete strangers who I kind of thought deserved it <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not saying I'd be good at it but I don't think I would have, I don't I don't think that would like that wouldn't like bum me out yeah you know, like somebody deserves but, it someone's gonna pay yeah me to do it. I,
1: I figure the actual job wouldn't be as entertaining as what I saw on film
0: well no you wouldn't have a like a really fun uh, soundtrack playing and <laughs> yeah you so know, I, you and I have mini driver jumping in a bed I can't remember what anything do
1: from that time. So I have no idea what I wanted to be as a kid other than a comic book artist.
0: Let's jump back just a second to a referred to as this is something you wanted to be when you were a kid and I talked about watching it with my ex-wife as a married adult. Okay, I'm going to well, okay.
1: Gross Point Blank was what? 96?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: 96. Okay. Yeah, I think that's right. He's going back for his 10-year anniversary, right? Yeah which would have been about 86. Okay, so I was not a kid. I was a teenager at that point. Anyway, so 34-year-old me, um, stuff I would like to do. And now this is, like I said last time when we talked about this, this is if you have a choice to do anything. um, Right, yeah. all, all, All the skill sets... All the knowledge, the schooling is just magically put into your head and you can walk out the door today and go do this job. Yes. Okay. Um, so the first thing that popped in my head was something I would like to work with my hands. It's not something I do right now. Eventually, I would like to find the time to learn to do this. So that puts me in the ballpark of like a, a carpenter or uh, a mechanic you know, an engineer of some sort, just, I, it's neat to be able to draw stuff and you're drawing buildings and cars and, you know, whatever it is. But when you're producing all of that stuff, it's stuck on a piece of paper. So I would like to actually birth something into the world that has some practical use, you know, like, um, other than children. Uh yeah, right. 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 Who are useless. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that that's my that's my first stop is 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 something uh some something where I produce something with my hands that I can give something to the world that uh has some practical value. That would be nice.
0: All right. Well, I call dibs on your first coffee table. Great. Unless you're going to you make me it. pay f- unless you're going to make me pay for it and then No.
1: No, I'm going to make it out of um uh reused pallets and it's going to be awful.
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. All right, you got you got something else or is that the highlight? Yeah, uh, do you want to okay.
1: do you want a ping pong or do you want me to just go through my whole list?
0: Uh well, we could ping pong, but I really only have two. Okay. Uh, well, why don't you give me one then? All right, so so uh growing up and still still today, I've always uh, had a um I've always idolized uh the idea of being an an astronaut. So I was never like a fireman or a cop kid. Uh, my dad was in the military, but I never even considered that as a, as a viable option. Uh, but I'm obsessed with the idea of like space and space travel. Just the concept that uh, I can go somewhere that, you know, less than maybe 100 people in the history of the world have ever been. That's going to tie into my sort of my sort of current uh, dream job. Uh, but, yeah, just the idea of huh. space travel. You know, I love science. I love sort of watching shows, science-based shows, and listening to scientists talk. The problem with that was I was never good at math, and I never – I don't love flying on an airplane, and I was, never good, at, and <laughs> uh, I was never, never good at math. But I think I think flying in, like, a space shuttle would be fine because they're really putting the effort into that. You know, it's not, like, the lowest – not, they're not taking, like, the, the lowest bidder uh, to build that. Or well, like, I – I I
1: think statistically, if if you run the numbers and and look at averages, you're probably more likely to die on top of a rocket than you are in a on a Southwest flight.
0: Right, but if I die on the top of a rocket, I'm going to get like a plaque at the Smithsonian. And, That's uh, true. You know, it would have been uh, it would have been something noble and heroic. Right as opposed to like sitting in the middle seat on a bumpy flight back from San Antonio between Jim Hanna and Marat Michaels as we hit <laughs> fucking turbulence and I'm panicking. So yeah, uh, astronaut. And I I still love, you know, I love anything having to do with space, you know, science-based science fiction I love. So yeah, I think that's something that uh, I'll always, you know, I'll always enjoy.
1: That's really surprising to me. I would not have guessed that for you.
0: Well, you know me. I'm a dreamer with my head in the clouds.
1: Though, so, I mean, you're a skateboarder, a skateboarder, so you're not, you know, you're not risk adverse. No,
0: I just got done picking a scab off my knee from the last time I bailed two <laughs> seconds ago. Um, all right, so what's what's next for you? Sort
1: um, sort of sticking with the hands-on thing, um, mixing in a little being outdoors with dinosaurs. I think it'd be cool to be a
0: paleontologist. Yeah, I think so too. But but I think there's a lot of just like digging and 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 minutia minutia oh, yeah. and like needling, kind of work. Sure. Yeah. Like is this is this a tooth? Is this a shin? What is this? What are we holding here? Oh, you just you got to figure that out. It's a puzzle. Yeah. You got to figure out what it is.
1: You got to figure out when it's from. Uh, what creature it's from? Fantastic. It's and the, but then if. You know, there's a little bit of like uh like uh maybe like an adventurer paleontologist, a little bit of Indiana Jones and Alan Grant sort of thing, you know? nabbing nabbing the dinosaur skull from the from the poacher and you know, shooting back at each other from jeeps and Yeah. Jumping over rivers and stuff to get to get that uh that bone back to the museums, so
0: all the kids can look at out on their field trips. I'm sure that's pretty accurate description.
1: So, but just a regular paleontologist too, I would be okay with uh, that.
0: Oh yeah, sure. So if there was no like gunfire or fighting Aborigines and like black market dealers, you'd still be all right with it. Yeah, I'd still be okay with it. Yeah. All right. wouldn't be, Wouldn't be as much fun
1: though. No, but then there would be like there would be something else in the museum too some some sort of artifact. That then brings the excavated skeleton to life, and then you have to battle the the, the animated dinosaur
0: bones. Uh, do you have a, Do you have a whip already? You can't do a whip. No. no. Well, you could you could do your cane sword, but oh. you passed on buying one of those. That's not a bad idea. Yes. Well Now, why would I need a cane sword? I don't know. You're the one who regretted not buying one the other day. I saw your tweet. I don't even know what that means, by the way. What a cane, what is that? I don't know. A cane sword? Like, oh, oh, like a walking cane. Like a, okay. I was thinking like a, like a sword made out of sugar cane. Oh, like Like a sugar cane? I don't know what kind of, I don't know what kind of weird shit you're into.
1: Well, I know what kind of weird shit you're into.
0: So you should have bought the cane sword. How do you pass that up?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's an antique store in, uh, Payson that's only open on the weekends and they got a bunch of swords and knives and all sorts of crazy garbage it's like it was crazy cheap it was like 20 or 25 bucks
0: hey, you should get that and just use it at every oh. use it at every convention just you'd be good just to go
1: every day i wake up disappointed
0: well luckily luckily we live in a world where you can just get in your car and go back up to Payson at some point and maybe uh. maybe plunk down 20 bucks for it
1: All right. What's your number two? So
0: my number two and really my only current, uh, you know, outside of like everything I want to do, kind of except for being an astronaut, kind of falls under the idea of telling stories, being a storyteller. You know, I like listening to stories that are well told, whether they're visual spoken, uh, illustrated, however. So sure, I would like to be like a writer director. You know, I think everyone in our field would like to do that at some point. But what I what I'm really passionate about the last couple of years is, is the idea of being like a travel writer and photographer. So just documenting uh, places that I go to try to get across, you know, what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling to anybody that's willing to read or or view or however. So uh, being a travel writer is something that I, I think I would really enjoy and something that I that I that I do a little bit. You know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make little notes and I can compile those into a blog and that's not that big of a deal. Uh, I don't know if I have the personality to be like a video, like a videographer. I don't know if anybody wants to see me talk or, you know, see me on camera. Uh, but yeah, I just love, I mean, I love traveling. I love going to new places. I love going to places that not a lot of people have been. So like, if I go to Europe, I really don't have any interest in going to Paris. You know, if I go to, I mean, I, I, when I go to Tokyo, of course, but, um, you know, I go to the suburbs. I don't really care about going to, like, you know, the the well-known sites. You know, I just like to go to little, you know, you know, a little off-the-beaten-path kind of places. I like to stay in hostels. I like to, uh, you know, stay on people's couches and stuff like that. Just the idea of being a place and trying to figure out, like, how did that place come, how is that place what it is now? What made it what it is now? Imagining their history, uh, trying to get that across in photos or in writing. So you know that's that's one reason I like to travel so much. My current fascination is actually the American South, which is a place I spent a lot of time, uh, but not a lot of time as an adult. And so uh, it's kind of fascinating that the 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 weird uh, dichotomy of this country, you know, the the people, all the different people that are in it. So so yeah, that's it. That that's what I would like to do, and I think that's what I'm going to do more of as my kids get older. Uh, as hopefully finances sort of level out and I can travel more on my own kind of time.
1: Does, does that um, infatuation with the American South right now have anything to do with uh, Southern bastards?
0: Uh, well, part of that, but just so, kind of got kickstarted uh, a couple years ago when I went to um, Charlotte for Heroes Con for the first time. I flew into Atlanta and drove from Atlanta to Charlotte and uh, drove through small town in south carolina union south carolina where my family you know my grandparents or my grandfather lived and my dad spent a lot of time as as a young boy and then uh you know i i went and i hit like a a college i went to athens georgia and that was kind of a cool place and and then uh, this past year when i was when i went back to heroes i drove so we drove through like oklahoma tennessee and it just sort of sparked this you know this love of not necessarily the culture, I guess, just, I don't know, some sort of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Something comforting, because it's, it's what my parents grew up with and kind of what I know from when I was a little kid being there. So it's weird to sort of feel comfortable in that environment. And, and you know, Southern hospitality is a real thing. If you're, you know, a white person going through the South, people are very nice to you, but you got to balance that out with, with, you know, all the horrific shit that still happens down there. So I find all that really fascinating.
1: Yeah, I I would have predicted some sort of traveling profession for you.
0: Yeah, but I'm not, I don't, like I said, I don't like to fly. You know, I understand traveling internationally, you fly. um, And I don't mind, I would rather fly a 12-hour flight to Taipei than a two-hour flight to Austin. Um, International flights are just so much better. Plane flies so much higher, you don't get all the little bumps. Uh, you're treated a lot better on international flights, but you know, within, within, uh, the U S and Canada and, you know, Northern Mexico or whatever, I prefer to drive really experience kind of things change in real time. Oh, neat. You don't, do you enjoy traveling? You never, I mean, you don't go to add a... it. I don't do a whole lot yeah. of it. Um, did you before you had kids? No, not especially. I mean,
1: just in state occasionally. Um, my wife and I went to Jamaica for a honeymoon. But wow that's this the only time I've ever been out of the country. Um, I can probably count on uh, not even needing both hands the number of states I've been to. oh wow yeah i I would like to. I mean it, it it's I know my wife wants to do it um, so yeah i I would like to i I, I like traveling. I don't like. Uh, the stress and the anxiety that come with planning to travel and, and the actual – if the travel itself isn't the point, if the destination is the point, then I don't like the traveling either. But but once I'm there, I, I find myself having you know, a pretty decent time. But it, it, it's everything other than being in the place where you're supposed to be that I don't like.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, if I'm driving, I I really enjoy the travel aspect. And when we're in Thailand, you take a lot of ferries between islands. I enjoyed all that. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think it just comes – like, mine just comes from – my dad was in the military, so we lived in, like, you know, five different places before I was 18. And, you know, we would go visit family every summer, so we drove cross-country every summer. And I don't know. I enjoy – I enjoy going somewhere and not knowing what to expect and usually, almost always, it's a letdown. But every once in a while, you know, there's something special about a place, and so, uh, yeah. So that's that's what I like. I'm looking forward. I'm going to do a lot of traveling the rest of this year, and I'm looking forward to it. Driving all the way through the South, going to Texas twice. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. But that that's me. So basically, I just want to I just want to move. I want to be a travel writer, and I want to go to fucking outer space. <laughs>
1: you could travel to Mars and write about it. There you
0: it. go. Yeah. I'll live tweet it. It'll be the, you know, what is it? What is it like? A, it's <laughs> that, like That's a, exactly it's what like it would It's like a 10 month journey or some shit or probably longer than that. See, I'm not good at, I'm not good at math and time and all that shit, but yeah, it'll be the longest, you know, like day, day 700 of there's nothing outside the window. I'm not even sure if we're going anywhere. <laughs>
1: the uh, soul 43.
0: That's right. Be. All right. You got another one? I have a few more. All right, well, let's go. All right. Um, I'm going to
1: uh, this I'm going to stay outdoors. I think it would be neat to be a park ranger or or something in that vein. You know, to work outdoors and every day to be experiencing the natural wonders of the United States. I I think it would be neat to have the knowledge to be able to Walk out of your office door and look around and look at the trees and the mountains and the rocks and all that stuff and have and have an idea about where well first what all of that stuff is called I can tell you what that tree is over there and what kind of rock that is and, uh, and
0: you know how they all interact
1: just
0: it'd be neat I want to be outside all right See, now you're giving giving me ideas for when your kids are, you know, in, you know, 15 years or so when all your kids are growing up, we could go on a road trip and I'll I'll do all the driving and we'll just go to all the national parks. No, 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 no.
1: Um,
0: I don't have a lot of phobias,
1: but sitting in a passenger seat in a vehicle where someone else is driving is a huge one for me i i cannot do it
0: actually i'm right there with you uh i i have to drive yeah i have to drive too my drives my wife crazy we drove from uh we drove from flagstaff to boise once straight through and then up to washington state down the california coast back through vegas and then back to flagstaff it's like three thousand something miles over the course of nine days and she didn't drive a single mile The only person I feel comfortable letting drive me is my dad. But even then, I can't sleep. Like, I can't sleep in a car. It's terrifying to me.
1: Yeah, agreed. Absolutely agreed. And it's not because I've ever been in a vehicle with, you know, uh, uh, a terribly offensive driver. And I've never had an experience where I've been in some sort of accident while anybody else has been driving. But I don't know. I, I have horrible or you know it hasn't happened in a long time i used to have these awful nightmares about driving and not being able to stop the car and maybe that's where some of that comes from because i can't stop the car when someone else is driving all right you want another one yeah sure okay um uh, a lifetime ago i started um a film program out here at uh one of the phoenix area colleges Uh, with the intention of getting um, a film degree in phoenix which is kind of stupid i guess if you're going to do it you got to go to you know usc or nyc yeah so that was that was my i I was going to do that i was going to get my film degree and you know i was gonna whatever be a cameraman for some commercial something or whatever out here you know it would be a cameraman on the 12 o'clock news or whatever. Um, but right. um, but when everybody starts, everybody's got the idea that they're going to be the director, right? Nobody goes to school to be, you know, a grip or right.
0: the best boy <laughs> or
1: whatever. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I, I think directing would be neat. Or like a production designer, maybe you can stay in the art field and do all the, uh, you know, the cool concept art that gets leaked. And I guess like a cinematographer or a director of photography, whatever, uh, would also be a neat job. Just uh, kind of selecting the shots and and lighting and eh, it, it just seems neat to me. I, I'm sure working on an actual film set is a nightmare. I don't know from, from an outsider. It seems like a neat thing.
0: Yeah, it does seem like fun. And I guess on a similar scale, we, you get to do a lot of those aspects, drawing comics, but it's still not quite the same thing, but yeah, you just wait till, uh, wait till that copperhead option pops up and then you could weasel your way into concept design and character design and all that good stuff. Storyboarding. Yeah.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have absolutely no experience.
0: I I could probably
1: just, walk on set and have people listen to me
0: have you seen some of the storyboards for movies you'll be fine
1: (laughs) i think those are just the bad storyboards that you get to see
0: yeah you don't ever i don't ever see like uh you know like gabriel hardman storyboards or anything like that yeah uh I, i
1: i i have some more actually i've got like a handful left
0: all right yeah you really uh see i took it super literal like dream like dream jobs well, I, I,
1: I don't have, these are in no particular order. I, I don't have anything I want to do more than the other. If I got to do any of these things, I'd be okay. happy with any so
0: of them. Let's, let's fire away on some other ones. Uh,
1: I always wanted to, uh, to be a writer, to be able, it seems like the easiest way to be able to produce
0: something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Write a novel, short story. Yeah. Right. be
1: a novelist or, a, like a screenwriter. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. I I don't know that I would want to be a comic book writer. I I it's like sitting in the passenger seat, right? I don't know that I would be able to see that much control over a final product.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Plus, uh, plus, screenwriting pays a lot better.
1: Yeah, but but fiction writing yes. of some sort, yes, would be fine.
0: Yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm with, I'll I'll jump in. I'll say that 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 would be a great one too. I mean, I like yeah. when I'm doing a new project. My favorite part is doing the research and creating a world and creating the mythos that no one's ever going to see, but that's really the most fun part. But yeah, writing's fun and it it seems like, it seems like something you can make a decent living at working like three hours a day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And okay. So another one I would, it's sort of like your, like your travel writer except um, a photo journalist. Yeah. be able to travel and
0: document stuff. Right. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. 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 But, but for good stuff. Oh, okay.
1: You know, I don't. I don't want to travel to refugee camps or, you know, document the aftermath of a tsunami or something. You know, I want to go take pretty pictures of the sunset at Yellowstone and waterfalls and Thailand or whatever.
0: Sounds like a bunch of calendars I'll never buy. Absolutely. Right. But my mom will buy them. So there you go. There you go. There's your base.
1: Uh. Uh, and then the last one, it goes back to um, outdoorsy. I should have included that. But uh, if I could be like a like a 19th century, like a trapper or like a mountain man, okay, like a Jeremiah Johnson without go. the without fighting Native Americans. All right. I just want to go up into the mountains with a gun and a horse and be left alone.
0: Yeah, something tells me the horse is the only thing coming back from that trip. Probably. All right. Yeah, that sounds that sounds fun until you know the actual work of like skinning and getting an animal and you know. Doesn't
1: that sound easier though?
0: It does. It actually does. Sound, it. It. What do you mean easier than like like uh, working all day and stressing over paying bills and all that shit? Yeah. Then then it,
1: it just boiling it down and surviving. So. You know, you don't sit in front of the TV and get upset that, you know, you pay $80 a month for 300 channels and there's nothing on. Or, you know, the pantry is filled with food, but there's nothing in there you want to eat. You know, you you wake up in the morning and you've got your gun and your knife. And your morning is all about finding what you're going to eat for lunch. And then your afternoon is finding what you're going to eat for dinner and getting ready to sleep. Yeah, maybe read a book. It sounds so easy and not easy and relatively easy. And it sounds it strikes me as being a kind of um, it's a one dimensional stress that I, I think would be easier to cope with and stomach than what we have to do. Every day in the uh, the modern first world sort of lifestyle.
0: No, it's definitely appealing. Uh, You know, the idea that the only thing that matters is getting food and storing food. That's about it. Staying warm. That's really your whole, you know, your whole focus. Uh, Yeah, there's something actually comforting about that. Not having to worry about you know the electric bill or.
1: Yeah, I mean, you go up there and, yeah. You do your job, you yeah, you know, you catch the, the beavers or whatever, and yeah. You come into town every couple of months, and you're the mysterious stranger trading his furs for whatever.
0: That's. Uh, I would say it might be. It sounds like a lonely existence, but considering what we do for a living, I don't think it'd be that much different.
1: No, and you'd be outside getting exercise, fresh air,
0: killing shit,
1: you know. Yeah, gutting small animals. It all goes
0: back to killing shit. Uh, No, those all sound good. I never, uh, I mean, you and I, we've known each other a while, but we only ever really see each other in comic shops, at convention centers, or at a bar. Uh, I really had no idea you harbored this uh, love of the outdoors. And I'm never outdoors.
1: I was never outdoors as a kid. But, yeah, it's something I would like to do. It's something I want for my kids. You know, I want, I want to be outside, you know, because I mean, pretty soon there's not going to be a lot of, a lot of outside left.
0: I could see that. Well, maybe, maybe we should try to plan a camping trip or something then, but I'm not going to set up a tent. I'll take my parents RV. I'm not tent no. tent campings for bitches. That's my list. That's it. It's much more interesting than mine, but did you finish your, uh, illustrious gentleman? Uh, not yet. It's almost gone. Yeah, but still, still, ta- still tasty throughout. That's great. All right, we'll have to put the uh, when I when we post this next week, we'll have to put the um, recipe online, I suppose. So yeah, I really enjoyed this uh, Ninkasa Donna the Red uh, Red IPA. I recommend it. And uh, any upcoming stuff you want to promote? When does um, when does the Dark and Bloody Trade come out? And when does Lost Boys Number One come out?
1: Uh, the Dark and bloody trade.
0: I got
1: my comps just before coming up to flag. So like a week and a half ago. So maybe this coming
0: Wednesday? Maybe. Are you asking me or yeah. telling me? Yeah. All right. And
1: then um, and next month, mid-month, I believe, I think it's the 16th? no that can't be right i don't know like mid-month october is lost boys i'll I'll have to check on that but yeah i'm pretty sure it's i want to say like the second wednesday of the month
0: i think it might be the 10th yeah i think it might be like the 10th or something like that or the 11th something like that all right well uh what's your what's your twitter handle Oh, uh, you can find me at Scotty God,
1: S C O T T Y G O D. That's Twitter, that's Tumblr, that's uh, probably something else. If anybody's still bumping
0: around on Blogspot. All right. Yep, that's it. Okay. You, sir? You? Yeah, I'm um, just at Ryan Cody. I have various Ryan Cody's taken at other sites, so, you know, Instagram and all that's not quite the same, but if you go to at Ryan Cody on Twitter, you can go to my website and there's links to everything there. Uh, you could follow the tweets about the show at T I G underscore show for the past episodes. You could just go to the illustrious gentleman dot, uh, the illustrious gentleman dot wordpress.com, which is our blog site. Anyone who really enjoys the show can always, uh, click on the, buy the guys around link and, and, uh, send us some money so we could buy some booze so we can continue to uh, not spend our own money on the alcohol. <laughs> um but uh yeah it's a good chat. Uh thanks for talking and uh, I guess I'll talk to you next week uh when I get back uh from Austin. Yeah, have a good
1: time in Austin.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure uh, I'll... Did you mention that? Well, have
1: you told everybody you're going to be out at Austin?
0: Are you mocking me cuz I've been posting it non-stop? Is that? No, right oh. here. Well, no, I talked about it a little bit on the last uh uh last Friday's episode that went up today. Okay. Um okay. but yeah, I'm not expecting you know, it's a wizard world show and I haven't done any of those. I'm not really expecting much out of it. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, I'm going to try to, I'm going to live blog the whole thing and live tweet as long as I have, you know, the service there. So, uh, and I get to hang out with one of my old friends from high school, a couple of friends from high school. And then uh, I get to hang out with, uh, Rob Osborne. Who's my other, uh, man crush from comics. So, um, um
1: that's right. I forgot that this is going to, this is going to drop after, austin
0: oh so, yeah 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 this is this yeah i'll put this yeah. up next monday when i get yeah. back from austin so
1: how was austin then
0: that oh, was fantastic it was a great time i made a ton of money
1: awesome
0: all right man well uh i'll talk to you next week then all right, all right. bye guys bye